Hey everyone, we are back for another exciting season of rehearsals. This week, our guest clinician is the Marging Arts social media superstar and drummer extraordinaire, need I also mention Guinness World Record holder, Eric Carr. We will find out what may Nicole say. You can't beat the sound of like, I don't know if you've ever had this before from where you are. If you're ever like sitting at home, sitting on your porch and you hear like drum corps while you're at home live, like exactly, you're like a Met, what? And I mean, like there's something in you that just like wakes up. And why Steven said, <laughs> Dude, I remember that something. Wasn't there like ready to build a wall? <laughs> it had like that cadence or whatever. All this and more. So get out on the field and we will see you back on the sidelines for this week's episode of On a Book. Eight off the Met and go. Welcome to On a Water Bridge. Podcast where we talk everything marching arts. Everyone, bring it in. It's time for a water break. Welcome to our second season of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. Well, we are back for season two. And everyone has been so busy getting this season ready. We just know it's going to be a great one. This first episode promises to be full of all kinds of surprises. So let's see who's on the sidelines this week. Hi, Steven. Hello, Jackie. A uh, little funny saying hello to you. I feel like we've been talking for like an hour and a half or something now. But <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it happens oh, when back. you are producing podcasts with people. and well, having we got a good episode and good stuff coming and I'm excited about it. I, I can't wait for people to hear this episode. It's going to be so fantastic. And Nicole. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did have a good Thanksgiving. I went to my roommate's uh, family house and um, they are not a cranberry sauce family. And <gasps> I made homemade. I didn't know they made families like that. <laughs> <laughs> they make them. And I converted them. <laughs> I made homemade. Oh. I made yeah, I made homemade cranberry sauce and they were like, this is amazing. Like eating it straight. It's super tart. I always eat it over stuffing or with the turkey and like seeing them just eat it straight. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> but we had yeah, a really guess, good time. If people think like canned cranberry sauce is the real thing, they probably don't like cranberry sauce or they think they uh. don't like cranberry sauce. They don't actually understand how it's supposed to be. I'll represent for all the people that like that jelly sauce. I think that's so really good. <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's because of the shape. Yeah. It's just like it just gotta go. slide out of the can it's that perfectly way. Perfectly consistent, <laughs> and I like that in my life. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> we well, all need to be consistent, like cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Well, joining us this week are two people who are helping to give the podcast a new look and a new sound. So let's first welcome our artist from season one who's come back, Emily Nee. Hello, it's me again. Hello, Emily. Thank you. I I feel like I uh, I see my drawing of myself all more than I see myself some days. It's always oh my gosh, on true. that Facebook page. <laughs> I was just going to tell Emily, I feel like my avatar is going to need a new fro updo. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. Let's, let's, get, let's get some. I got uh, you, Nicole. Don't you worry. 
I need a season two outfit change. I, uh, <laughs> I'm a little tired change. of my pink shirt. <laughs> oh, I, I, on the other hand, I wore my favorite shirt in my avatar, which I don't even know if you knew that, that that was my favorite shirt. I love that. But, it's so cute. Isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, you've been on before, so we're not going to do a full on 32 count life story, but maybe do you want to give us like a little eight count of like what your background is and what you've been up to? Yeah, I'm in graduate <laughs> school right now and I'm just somebody who just really, 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 really likes band so much that I ended up being a board member for my local university marching band. Well, it's my undergrad, but yeah. Wow. That's such awesome. a nerd, I know. This must be the wrong <laughs> podcast for band nerds. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Ooh, got me. <laughs> uh, well, and you've been working on your Instagram account too, I see. I've been trying. Jeremy, he's kind of been on me about kind of nudge, nudge, wink, winking me to be a little bit more active on that. I'm trying. It's hard. I have to remember to <laughs> upload things. And sometimes I don't want to always upload things. But, you know, it's getting up there. So if you like cute things, like I like drawing cute little animals when I'm not making random uniform designs, you could find those there too. So Emily is going to be back in just a few minutes for some fun reveals. But... Up next is the guy who is giving our podcast a whole new sound for this second season. It is arranger and composer Josh Lida. Hi. Hey, nice to meet you. Hello, Josh. I didn't know you were going to be involved with the show now. I uh, this Jeremy didn't tell me at least, uh, but to the best, not to the best of my awareness. Um, but it's cool having you around for the listeners to know. I actually uh, worked with Josh this last marching band season when we were uh, writing our show together. He uh, composed pretty much all the music for the show, and I was writing uh, a lot of the drum parts um, to go with it. Um, wow. And I really enjoyed working with you. I thought we made a cool product. Um, so cool that you're on the team, man. Um do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, maybe what you'll be doing and, or what you've done already up to this point? I know I got some files that I can, uh, can <laughs> yeah, share. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I guess Jeremy didn't didn't explain. He asked me to, to come on and uh, do this this episode, but also to design some, some new music for the podcast, some new transitions and things, um, and a new intro. So that's, that's what I've worked on the past day um kind of getting that getting that created um and i haven't completely nice. finished all of the the various transitions i've only got two of them when there's going to be more and i'm gonna have an outro as well but um figured i'd help help jeremy out says he's a he's a friend of mine so wanted to make some make some music for you guys it's what i do best <laughs> well you're not you're not just helping Jeremy out. You're helping all of us out. Everyone, so we right. appreciate that. It was I Jeremy always need some asked. intro and outro music, personally. <laughs> I would like to have my own soundtrack at some point. I was going to say, Nicole has like a theme song that just plays when she walks into the room. I would love that. <laughs> be like, oh, Nicole's coming. Why? I can hear her intro. <laughs> it's getting louder <laughs> as she gets closer to the room then like at the height at the height she just like walks through the doors and then she just, yeah. just turns around and says shh <laughs> I was going to suggest playing the uh, intro song at least I can uh, show us all that one right now what do you guys think you want to hear it I'm down yeah all right let's see 
off the mat and go. Welcome to On a Water Break. Podcast where we talk everything marching arts. Aww. Everyone, bring it in. Nice. I, I like that. that. So cool. <laughs> it just really feels do. epic. It does very much. Yeah. I feel a little, a little marvelly. You know, like I'm a superhero. Okay. A bit. <laughs> Can we have themes? Like when you uh, introduce me and we, we say hi in the beginning, and I have like a Steven theme that pops up. Like, I'm not gonna make that happen. I'm just no. saying, like, the when I march drum corps, the people who announced the water break kind of were like the superheroes at times, especially when we were on like Texas tour or swamp tour and we were just out there sweating. So, let's yeah. get to know you a little bit more, Josh. Uh, Steven, do you want to run the 32 count life story? Yes. So most of our listeners would be familiar, but in case you're not, Josh, um, I'm going to give you eight off the Met and that'll click you in for about 30 seconds or 32 counts where you can uh, catch us all up to speed. Tell us about yourself and uh, compress your entire life into eight bars. Can you do that for us? I think I can might might uh, get something up for you. Cool. <laughs> all right. Here you go. You got eight off the Met. So I'm Josh. I write music. This is primarily what I do. I'm a full-time composer. Um, on the flip side of things, outside of writing music, I like to go whitewater rafting. And those are the two most interesting things about me as a person. Um, I work uh, locally at a whitewater facility in a man-made concrete ditch. Um, and I write music for high school and college bands all across the country. Um, and that's about as interesting as my life gets. Nice. I think it sounds like you do only things that you like doing. Which is, I get uh, paid to do the things that bring me joy in life, and I could not be happier to do that. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. I love all of that. I wish more people did it. And <laughs> um, you can tell, too, because the whole entire time you were talking, Josh, you're like yeah, just I'm, smiling. So yeah. it's a, you know, life's too short to, to not be happy, you know, even during the hard parts. So. I, I try mm-hmm. to do things that just bring me joy and, and are fun. This is why we all like being band geeks. It's okay. It is the what this the cool kids do. I would say this is what we're here for every week. Exactly. So I know you uh, you record. Obviously, you you compose for marching band and drumline. Do you compose music outside of that uh, space? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, primarily my my clientele is marching arts related. Um, right. But on the side, I don't really get paid much to do it, at least yet. But I big into producing. That's kind of my my latest. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say hobby, but interest in music. Um, so you know, one day in the future, I, I see myself stepping back from the marching arts just a little bit and taking more of a, a path down mm-hmm. producing music that you would kind of hear on the radio. Yeah. No, I would love to talk to you a little more about that sometime because I've been uh, churning away actually producing pretty much since the minute that marching band ended because I finally have time to, <laughs> to right, do yeah. something other than uh, teach. Um, but yeah, dude, it's a, uh, it's fun kind of like to apply the skills that maybe we picked up in the marching space um, towards more, uh, more general music. I, I totally know what you mean. 
For sure. And it goes the other way around. I learned a lot of producing uh, skill sets uh, throughout college, and I use those in uh, the way that I create my sound design, which kind of sets me apart from a lot of other people in the industry. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, using those, um, the, the two industries, even though they're different, they actually work together in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I usually find the more you can do to bring like aspects of one into the other, uh, like the cooler products you end up creating. Absolutely. And it can go both ways, like being more utilizing like drum line type of rhythms and stuff in your beats can also mm-hmm. be like a different sound. Not that you need to do it on marching percussion samples, but that's same right. Inspiration. Yeah. Super cool. Well, let's bring Emily back in here because we listened to the new theme. Uh, now I want to see these new avatars. If, for anybody who doesn't know, Emily created our avatars in season one and has new ones for season two. Does everybody have the link Ooh. to look at them? I do. I do. I hope it's obvious which ones are you. (laughs) (laughs) That would be tragic. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Emily. (laughs) They also have our names on them just in case. Yes, it's just extra insurance. I know how to read. You have to download it first. I I had to. I I opened the folder expecting to just see it. And then it was like, no, you have to download it first. Oh, Maybe? oh! Okay. I like that with the green. That looks nice. Oh, good. People like their wardrobes. Okay. Yeah. No, I actually <laughs> wear that almost exact outfit like all the time. I have a green oh, flannel nice. that's just like that. <laughs> so when Jeremy yeah. first started this whole thing, he just sent me whatever photos you might have sent him so i'm just like okay i'll yeah. just use that and then for season two i did have to do a little facebook stockings like okay what would this person like actually wear like oh you nailed me to a t that's like a caricature like so i just want to say the way that this file name is sitting it said animated heads hot jackie so <laughs> i'm okay with that <laughs> oh i see now oh yours loaded yay right on look at that told you i got you covered nicole i got you look at you (laughs) (laughs) i love it a plus thank you thank you you're welcome oh yeah this is nice i needed the season two redo feel fresh now i know i feel like take on the world yeah, I feel like that's like the season two thing because I was honest with Jeremy. I was like, Jeremy, I cannot redraw everybody that will absolutely burn me out, but I could give people some like wardrobe and some like hair cosmetic changes because I feel like that's on <laughs> that's on cue for like an animated, you know, in cartoon like universe land, right? The character doesn't really change too much physically, but they'll swap up their wardrobe or their hairstyle. Yeah. There you go. You're right. Yeah. Yay! Mine loaded. <laughs> oh, good. <Yeah. laughs> you got my haircut in there. Oh, I did. Because the first picture Jeremy sent, you had longer hair. It's like, oh wait, all of Jackie's new photos have her with like shorterish hair. It's like, I got it. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> had my little spring haircut done. It's getting a little longer now. It's adorable. But, you know. And and I'm still wearing basically the my favorite shirt. So. That was I don't know, my favorite just, shirt that I wore in the first one. So I don't know. There's just something about your your shirt that it's just like this just looks so Jackie. I feel bad for changing it. 
So I just did some color swapping. It was like, perfect, there. I love it. Well, and I love like, like we're going into using video this year too. And like, you know, oh, I've got are? my blue background and I've got a blue shirt on the, in the avatar. So it's, it all works perfectly. Well, I'm glad you appreciate. Yes. I love it. I am not yeah, a cartoon no, character. Good. I'm excited to see them uh, pop up on my social media feeds. We can get rid of pink shirts, Steve, and get cooler <laughs> green shirts, Steve. Sweep him out of the way. Yeah, I always he's was gone jo- now. <laughs> I was joking with Jeremy saying, is this the closest thing we're ever going to get to like an animated cartoon marching band series? Quite Ooh. possibly. <laughs> no, because you're going to make the animated cartoon marching band series for uh, season three of On a Water Break. That's actually coming uh, next year. I still think that's a missed opportunity in media to have like a wholesome cartoon about marching band and friendship because it's like they do all those sports movies, right? And it's like, why why are there no like wholesome band movies about friendship and performance and learning how to, you know, work Emily, with others? Emily, have you not seen Drumline? I, I have seen Drumline. That's drum one movie. Me. That's one movie out of like... <laughs> Nick Cannon? I think every band person has seen Drumline. I almost kind of feel yeah. like that's like a rite of passage. Because it's only it's also kind of like the only movie about marching band, too. Well, I well, mean, let's... copyright that right now so no one takes it from you, first of all. There you go. All right, let's get off with our gush and goes for the week. Uh, oh, but first, we have a new sound for the pod from Josh uh we have a gush and go sound so let's do you have that one steven i hope that's this one <laughs> he did not label <laughs> these in a very explicit <laughs> way <laughs> let's see oh it well. seems like it could certainly be used for the gush and goes <laughs> the gush and go sound <laughs> josh right. do you know what uh <laughs> What it was uh, originally intended for, or are they all kind of uh, mixed transitions? Well, the, yeah, the two transitions, uh, he didn't, I, I didn't write them to be specific like segments. So yeah, okay. I sent it to him and I was like, here's two of them. I've got more to do. I'll, I'll finish it before you do post editing. Right. Um, and he said, all right, the first one's going to be gush and go. And then the second one, uh, commercial break maybe yeah so that would make sense right, yeah, that yeah. would make mm-hmm. sense then how they're going okay, okay. Yeah. yeah no that's cool i like that that gives us some so, structure like, what, like what, what, it does, I'm like, are we <laughs> what is what should we add to make it more like a gush and go though like we water? gotta like get some samples <laughs> <laughs> some water the sound of like a little trinkling <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we should get some samples from rehearsal, like a uh, someone someone calling out the the gushing go or whatever. It'd be like gushing go. Or that glug glug sound from your water jug, you know, when you're <laughs> yeah, drinking. Yeah, maybe that. I do know yeah. that's the sound. Yeah, that is the sound. <laughs> we all. Yeah, know we it. can. Uh, I we think getting somebody like announcing over the over the like over the you can't over announce the, over, over a Doctor B, but like over the Long Ranger. That's what I was trying to say. Somebody announcing yeah. over the long ranger. All right, take a gush and go. Yeah, you can just Something like, like layer that. that right at the end of the mm-hmm. uh, the little drum piece that there is currently. <laughs> yeah, we can okay, work these ideas. Season two is being funky. I like it. Yeah. Right. 
Great job, everyone. Set your equipment down. Gush and go. Let's let's gush and go, Stephen. What? Yeah, I'll. Uh, man, I feel like I got a couple different things I can gush and go about for once because we've been gush, on a gush, little gush. hiatus. Um, let's get the uh, turkey Thanksgiving parade for Philadelphia. I was uh, oh. up in that one with the Eagles drumline, which was uh, cool. I finally, after being in that thing for like six months now, feel like I have a full grip on like the music because there's just so many songs in a professional drumline. <laughs> um, there's it's a huge repertoire, um, and like you're expected to figure it out. Um, now that I finally had a really big long gig and I've like gotten to play everything multiple times over in a performance, I can like actually settle in and have fun with uh that ensemble. So that was cool. It was fun. I love Philly. Philly always is an exciting city to do uh you know these type of things in. So that's what I've been up to. Who wants to go next? Oh, okay, I will. (laughs) I'll jump at it. It's fine. So um, I literally just posted this on my social media for the first time in a couple months because I don't really post that much. Um, I'm going to be the color guard advisor of the Academy Color Guard next summer. What? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Don't get your, don't, thank you. I'm super excited. Um, and just because, and, and I only use that word because I don't know of another word for excited. And now all the words are going to come rushing in. But um, uh, Ricardo Robson Chanel, who also worked with me uh, with uh, the You're cookout looking. and also, yeah, right. And our marching counts. Um he is the caption head this year of the Academy and has brought on a Benetton ad of people and skill set that is literally unparalleled. Like, I can't wait to work with these people. Um, and mainly because in any other situation, I wouldn't be able to. But I love the right. fact that, you know, I'm going to be... on a staff with a lot of other people. And I mean, I know this is for someone who is not like me, this doesn't make a lot of sense, but for me to not be the only black woman on staff blows my mind, blows (laughs) my mind. And I just can't wait to like give a good old hug to everyone. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, yes, I am way too old to be sleeping on a gym floor, but at the same time, I can't pass this up. Um, and don't get me wrong. Your girl is still judging this winter, but I'm just putting on a different hat for the summer. Nice. Uh, You're never too old to stop sleeping on a gym floor. I'm just saying. Oh, well, tell my back. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, what do you want to gush about? Ah, yes. I think my gush is that my uh, my undergrad, uh, University of Washington, is actually ranked three in the nation right now, and we're act- and our team is going to go to the Pac-12 championship in Las Vegas, which I'm going to, and the band's going to perform there, the the Husky Marching Band, and I'm really excited. Because, you know, when the football team does well, that means the band gets more performance opportunities, and I'm just really uh-huh. excited for them. So that's my gush. And it's... Dude, and it's in Vegas. <laughs> yes. I used to live there. Fun fact. 
<laughs> I'm jealous. And I hope that the team does well. I really, really do. Yeah, wow, that's too. amazing. Man, thinking about that more, that's a uh, wild proposition. They're like, yeah, let's let's send the college band on the Vegas bowl trip. <laughs> It's I lots of stories. This is a wise idea. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it's it. Like, what are you, are you guys going to vlog this process? Or I don't Do you need know, someone to come have... with you to vlog it for you? Are you are you not too much <laughs> wink winking me into trying to talk about it and bring it back to the podcast? Yeah. Are you Jackie, pulling a Jeremy on me? Jackie, no one's preventing you from just going to Las Vegas and just, just randomly being in Vegas. <laughs> um, I, you could just go. And, and paparazzi. I volunteer the, for the you. Band. <laughs> just yeah, the band around you, like a You could just go. You don't need. You don't need anyone's permission. <laughs> hey, we appreciate all the fans we got. We live in the, the corner of the Pacific Northwest, and I think more people just need to understand our excellency. That band geekism <laughs> is strong in the Northwest. <laughs> yes, Emily. <laughs> hey, oh the Cascades gosh. came back. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Josh, what would you like to gush and go on about? Uh, I got to I got to band geek out with Steven uh, not too long ago. I took a I took a trip up to uh, the New Jersey area. Um, so I guess I can, I can explain a little bit about that. I got to come up and see Cherokee, uh, which is the group that we worked with. Um, got to hang out with the director there, Mitch, and then also got to see in the same weekend. Uh, Rowan University group I write for as well so I think oh, that was probably nice. my trip of the year um, getting to see two spectacular marching bands so yeah that, yeah, that I was didn't a, realize that you were involved with Rowan too that's cool man that's yeah. a big gig yeah that um, that was a, a big one for me this year um, and it, it was a huge opportunity um, very very fortunate that I was given that opportunity to do it I wrote the fight song the alma mater and their band chorale so it it was awesome to be a part Dude. of, or at least a small part of the, that school's history by being able to write something so, that gets performed every year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it will be a fairly large part of the school's history. <laughs> no kidding. Like, it's got to be something like amazing to hear, you know, a band play something that you have created. That is the best part of what I do. Um each year I take a, I actually take a pay cut a little bit where I, I spend the money that I earn to go see the bands that I write for. And every year I go to see different ones. And this year uh, was go up to New Jersey and see Cherokee and Rowan and seeing them and just listening to my music live is the absolute coolest thing in the world. I don't have anything else that comes close to oh, it. Okay. Yeah. That's like yeah. an, a, a, an, a serotonin, and like absolutely i'm just smiling uh, the whole time it's straight dopamine and serotonin the entire time it's great (laughs) yes need that fix that's right um yeah dude that's super cool um i really really liked the uh product that we're able to put together at cherokee as well um i felt like it really did push the uh that, that school always has had a good, like, forward-thinking marching band, but I think that we pushed the uh, envelope for the region forward sonically a little bit with the type of production that you were doing under it. And that's just, like, the uh, 
first year, we're going to have better equipment and more experience as we build on it moving forward. So I'm excited to work with you. It's cool that you're here. Cool that you're helping out. Thank with the show it means too. a lot like that. Uh, Cherokee show last year was one of my, it was probably my top two favorite shows that I've written. So it, it, it was uh, a great opportunity to be a, be a part of that program and to help kind of push it just a little, push them a little bit further. It, yeah. And I'll stop being a bum and I'll send you a, a better <laughs> version of those percussion middies so that uh, <laughs> we can actually get our full show and B3 up there. I want to be able to hear it. I feel like it's going to sound so good. Um, good deal. Yeah. I'll be looking but, for it. I have a very small gush that I'm going to make today because I feel like our, when we do the, the episode about the Macy's parade, that's going to be like just an entire gush from me. Um, but <laughs> I do want to like, talk about the macy's parade a little bit because one of the coolest things that happens when you are in the macy's parade as a band is you get to like the staging area and you kind of get to hang out near the floats where the performers are like the you know the bands and the singers and so on and like we got to hang out with chicago for like an hour which on on the one hand it's like wow that's so cool because when you see a celebrity you kind of do the whole like oh hey like you take pictures, you shake hands, you're like, oh, I love your music. And they're like, thanks, man, or whatever. But like in this sort of situation, it's so different because you get through all of that stuff in like the first two minutes. And then you're like, oh, we're going to like hang out for a little while while we wait <laughs> to get into the parade. Um, so it was really neat. There was some really magical stuff that happened because you got to realize a lot of these performers, these singers, these bands, these musicians – they got their start in a school music program of some sort, usually. And so a lot of them have a lot of experience with like marching bands or whatever, you know, at that level. So they always sort of have like a, a soft spot for the kids that are in the Macy's band, the kids that are in the different marching bands that are lined up in the Macy's parade. And, you know, it's really sweet to kind of see those interactions that happen. Um, so yeah, so like they were playing some, like the kids on the side would play some stand tunes and then like Chicago would play their own stand tunes back to them <laughs> just from hearing it. Oh. And then like they kind of riffed some things back and forth and we kind of got to talk to them a little bit. And yeah, it's just such a magical experience. So anybody who's ever thought about being a part of the Macy's Parade, like tryouts for the Macy's American Marching Band open January 15th and... Yeah, it's just, it's awesome. It's great. So. Hey, it's called Gush and Go, not Gush and Stay. Let's go. Uh, Before we end this rehearsal chunk coming up, we are going to listen to Josh's new transition for us. So we will discuss the hearing the new transition later on. uh, Because first we need to get all of your trombones wrapped in paper for the holiday parade this weekend. So let's get on. that. <laughs> uh, Steven and I are going to hang out over on that side of the field for uh, an amazing interview with social media, YouTube star, Eric Carr. Uh, if you don't follow him, are you even a real person? Or are you just a bot? Because seriously, he has like 300,000 <laughs> some odd YouTube followers and he's amazing. He's so good. so yes. stick around for that. New transition.
like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. This is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. friends i am sitting here on the sidelines with youtube sensation eric carr hi eric hello hello it's so nice to meet you you too <laughs> so nice to hang with you virtually i feel like i see you like every two weeks for like no reason <laughs> yeah yeah we did just do a video together not too long ago <laughs> we like we're very tangentially associated <laughs> um yeah, we'll get into it. So, Erica, uh, I was uh, giving you a little brief on it, but we do a bit on this show where you'll get about 30 seconds uh, to catch all our listeners up to speed because, believe it or not, some people probably don't know who you are in our audience <laughs> compared to yours. Um, there's probably someone, um, and this is for them. So you'll get eight and in from the Met. All right. Sounds good. Okay, my name is Eric Carr, also known as EMC Productions. I've been playing drums since I was 10 years old. Uh, I played all through high school, and then I also went on to march uh, Jersey Surf, the Bushwhackers, and Carolina Crown, United Percussion for WGI. I went to get my bachelor's degree from Rhone University, my master's degree from University of Delaware. I joined the Commandant Zone, United States Marines Drum and Bugle Corps, served there for four years, and also started my YouTube channel while I was there. Now the YouTube channel is up to 338,000 subscribers. I also have four Guinness World Records and four 14 INE medals from DCA World Championships. Yes! Right on time. <laughs> wow, that was really good timing. <laughs> that might be the densest 30 seconds that we have had. You have, you have a long list of things to get into here, man. We're definitely going to get back That's to the That's quite a CV. Um, why don't we take it back a little bit? Why don't we go to the, the humble beginnings of Eric Carr? What was... Uh, I guess maybe your first drumline experience and what was it like for you first getting involved with this activity? Yeah. So, uh, I started drumline my freshman year of high school. Um, I tried out for the snare drum and I actually, I somehow got a spot in the line on snare, even though I probably okay. shouldn't have been, but you were a rookie <laughs> snare. Okay. Yeah. So it was written from the beginning that you were going to be uh, pretty good at this, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it was definitely extremely difficult for me at first, um, just the wearing the drum and marching around because, I mean, I've been playing drums in the school band. I was like in like all South Jersey middle school honors band and all that. Um, but moving while playing is like a whole different thing. And it was a kind of a struggle for a while. Um, right. And yeah, just after months of practice, I ended up uh, getting better, just like what usually happens. Yeah, no. Um, and as you get into it there, I mean, what high school did you come from? Were you in a good program or? Yeah, I went to uh, Washington Township High School okay. in uh, yeah. New Jersey. That's, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good program for big sure. Big program. Yeah, big school, large mm -hmm. band. Um, we okay. often get students from there. I actually just came back from the Macy's Great American Marching Band, and we pretty much always have students from there. Then you, you kind of work your way along what what brought you to independent band or made you think i want i like this and i want to do it more than just like an activity in high school yeah i guess i just started getting into some dci videos uh that was back before youtube because i'm kind of old um oh, man. 2005 <laughs> i was on it was so like, was that, like drum core planet what were you on no, I was like, you have to go to like vicfirth.com and like innovativepercussion.com, like them okay. featuring their products, but also showing the lot videos. <laughs> so uh -huh. yeah, I was, I was like on there watching some stuff. And uh, I think uh, Cadets was like the first drum corps that I really fell in love with, the Cadets 2005 show. Mm -hmm. And uh, also just watching the guys do I and E's. Um, probably like just watching like Tim Jackson tenor I and E winning every single yeah. year. That was when he had his uh, his reign of terror <laughs> winning every <laughs> single I and E year. He's he's the goat. He's crazy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Where along the way, because you said you started your YouTube channel at the uh, Marine Commandant Zone, but I know that there are uh, videos on that channel that go much further back. Where? Hmm. When did you first start EMC Productions and what yeah. was the thought process? Yeah, so uh, I, did, I created the channel in 2008 and that was like basically when YouTube like started developing itself as a legit video sharing yeah. website. Mm -hmm. um, I made like a few like goofy videos in high school that I like, I think I uploaded them to like MySpace and like ebombsworld.com. <laughs> <laughs> back when those were thriving Did you use, like zanga and stuff like all of those yeah <laughs> yeah so youtube is like one of the newer things i was like oh let me get into there too um <laughs> and then yeah i like uploaded a few videos like randomly for like probably the next like eight nine years i remember like my hurtas was like the big one like my first yeah. uh, kind of viral video uh, -huh. uh like that Trump and Hillary drum battle was another one that was like in that time period. <laughs> Dude, I remember that something. Wasn't there like, we need to build a wall? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that cadence or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, you would just pop up every now and again and have a, uh, like a viral video in the drum community. I didn't even realize for the longest time some of the ones that were yours. Like that, uh, yeah. There's this video, that video of like the two bears talking or whatever. That thing was actually yeah. super popular and funny back in like 2017 whenever when I was first doing independent band. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Had no clue, no clue that that was you. Yeah, that was me behind that one. <laughs> but um, I usually tell people that I started the channel in like 2018 because that's when I like actually started doing like weekly videos and like taking it pretty serious. So okay. since then till now, it's been a video a week for the most part. So 
What was the moment where you felt like I need to start putting much more effort into this channel and I'm, and feeling like maybe it would go someplace if you did? Yeah, I think probably after that, like Trump Hillary drum battle was when I started thinking like it could become something serious. And at, just, at that time, I just didn't have the time to like right. upload every single week because I was working like a crap ton of hours and I uh, just trying to like get videos together when I could. It was like, was maybe like once every month or two months. Um, and then like when I joined the Marines, that's when I like, believe it or not, when I got like an actual full-time job, that's when I actually had the time to spend. <laughs> make well, your videos. time is scheduled. It's such a different experience. People don't realize like, like when you're freelance all the time, or if you have like multiple part-time jobs, it's really hard to squeeze stuff in. But when you have a schedule, oh my gosh, then you can figure stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. I mean, the Marines, it was just a regular job, like usually like eight to three most days, depending on what was going on, but just had like actual time to myself to like work on my own projects instead of just constantly grinding and when working on like other stuff. Right. So was the uh, feedback immediately positive? Like you start putting more effort into the channel did that immediately turn into like results or do you feel like you had to grind for some time before it started to take off? Um, I mean, every now and again, like a video does poorly and, uh, it took me a while to get in like a rhythm of figuring out what was working at first. But I think like just 99.5% of the feedback is positive. Like since right. I like started doing it, like no matter what the video is, and um, yeah, just like just like anything else, like the more you practice it, the better you get at it. So it was a definitely like a slow, steady pace to to get where I am now. Yeah, and you can you can totally see that you've done a lot of the work there because there's like an astronomical amount of videos on your page already. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. even know like how you're supposed to keep coming up with more ideas of like <laughs> content you're going to record. Um, I think, dude, one of the craziest videos that I've seen from you, it's one of the biggest ones on your page. Um, Jackie, have you seen his like galactic class I and E from, uh, I want to say, was that TIA? Yeah, it was a uh, TIA championships back in May of yeah, this year. Okay. In that one. That video is crazy. So, Eric, yeah. do you want to maybe walk Jackie and brief our listeners through what you do in that video so I can ask <laughs> you some questions about it? Yeah, so I guess uh, so. another part of my some of the videos I do, I like have characters that I play. Like it's like a drum line with a, like a, I play all the characters like on a green screen and each, each kid has like their own personality. So the like kid that i had go and do a solo was a guy i call masked guy it's, it's just me wearing a mask <laughs> and he's supposed <laughs> to be like one of the best ones in the drum line like the real like like hardcore like kid yeah. that practices all the time so i he's had him pretty do, talented yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> very good for a high school student for sure. <laughs> so i had him do like a full like 20 minute showcase like on the stage just playing every single instrument <laughs> Uh, it started off uh, on tenors, and then I went to snare drum. Then I played uh, the bass drum part was fun. So I had bass five drum. bass drums set up. Yeah, so doing this live was so ridiculous. So I played each of the five bass drum parts individually with like a click going and in, in my headphones. And uh, then 
like later on i edited them all together but doing them one at a time was it was just like incoherent nonsense to the audience yeah because like doing one base split <laughs> so you're, he's just standing there for seconds at a time and then just like Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. gets done walks to base two does it again does yeah. that five times <laughs> but it, it turns out so slick and clean in the video it's just like yeah. he pops up expands into five forms of himself like <laughs> That was nice, man. Um, so can I ask, as like somebody who's a, a YouTuber myself, I don't mm-hmm. live off of my income by any means, but um, what is, what's your schedule look like? What is your day to day? Like, how do you decide when you're going to record content? And like, do you have stuff set aside? Do you have everything pre-planned out? How do you do that? Right. I kind of, now that I'm like doing YouTube full time, I kind of, sort of have a schedule for myself. Um, I usually, I wake up usually around nine o'clock and then work out and eat lunch and breakfast and all that stuff. And then I start like getting to work, you know, wherever I am at the process with the video. Um, yeah, I'll either start filming or editing or preparing for the video. Like today I didn't film or edit. I'm just kind of working on the preparations to the next video. There's a lot of stuff I got to get ready right. before I actually record it. Um, that's that's yeah. kind of what I that's interesting too. like how is your time break down really because some of these videos seem like they would take a, a lot of work actually to learn and perfect all the material like you drum yeah. all the time you're obviously mm-hmm. very talented but sometimes there's stuff that you do where I can tell like you had to rehearse that a lot actually it I would imagine it would take a lot of practice what's like yeah <laughs> how's it break down yeah, I mean, it depends on the video for sure. But I guess uh, like one of the videos where I split screen myself playing the whole drum line, um, most of the time I'm actually reading the music while I'm playing. Like I'll have the yeah. like my laptop set up right below the camera. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because memorizing all the beats, that would just be so much time. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah, my sight reading shops have like gone like pretty crazy over the past five years because <laughs> i do it so much you use it and you're gonna get good at it yeah yeah exactly um so i would say like a video where i have to film like three snare parts two tenors five bass drums I, that might take like two full days of filming on the green screen mm-hmm. um, depending on how long it is and how difficult the stuff is and then Editing it, I feel like I've just gotten so fast at editing. That takes the least amount of time now. Um, okay. I just have like the a technology has like boomed too with that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I use like Final Cut Pro for all my editing, and I got my uh, my Mac Studio. Um, so this this stuff is just, just like it's so like user friendly, and like now that I'm like comfortable with it, I can just yeah. zoom by in the editing process for the most part. Yeah, you get more fluent in those types of like editors or dolls and things like that. And like, then there's like, you can way drop down like the latency to get some idea from your brain to be a reality. I found that with like working in logic that initially I was so slow and so bad. It'd be like if you played Whisper down the lane to write a beat for a rap song. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, the more you get into that, I know what you mean. It starts to become much more um, practiced and you're efficient yeah um, what's like the longest most difficult video that you had to record would you say i think the one that probably took me the most time 
it was probably the Trump versus Hillary drum battle, just because oh, that was really? my first time ever like green screening myself. Okay. I like I was I was so clueless like on how to actually do it. I, I like had the vision. I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen, no matter how long it takes, as long as I get it done before the election is over. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I worked on that video for probably like two months. Um, just yeah. figuring out how to like light a green screen that took me so long. Um, how to key stuff well, out. Like, I think I was using back then. like there weren't just people out there on the internet giving away all that information for free like there are nowadays either. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like nowadays you can learn how to do YouTube from YouTube. Basically, I think <laughs> yeah, it was. Right. Like, I think it was sort of like that back then, also, but not not as much content. It's still more accessible now than it was when you were getting into it. Um, is there any, uh, yeah, have you ever do, been doing a video and you weren't sure? You were like, this one I think is good, but you, and then maybe it turned out to be like really a big one for you or something like that. Cause I could imagine some things like your Galactic Class INE took a lot of work and prep. You also knew for sure that one was going to go over really well. Mm -hmm. Um, has there ever been one that surprised you? Like, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, every single video, it's like always up in the air with how it's going to perform. Like, you never really know. Um, yeah. I would say I, I'm i like confident that I'll always get over 10,000 views at this point um, after like a couple of days. I feel like if I, yeah. I get less than that, then something is uh, <laughs> a... Alarm bells will be going off. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's with like the long form videos. I, I post a bunch of shorts now, but that's like the whole different thing. Um, but yeah, pretty much every video that has done like over a million views is surprising to me because I'm like, oh, like what made that video like so good right. compared to the other ones? And there's some goofy videos that like the one short I did where I, I had like my rubber chickens and I did like an auto-tuned chicken cover to that song Seabat. <laughs> dude, that is my most popular video on any platform that I've ever ever uploaded. I think it's at 15 million views right now. That's, dude, yeah. that's insane. <laughs> the rubber chicken video got 15 dude. million views. That's yeah. crazy, man. Dude, I mean, so that was like, it was like the peak of that meme. Yeah. When, when I made the, the video, so that song. helped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that kind of makes me think, man, something I wanted to talk to you about is that you've almost eclipsed the activity. You may have eclipsed the activity just in terms of like how many people out there care deeply or subscribe to content about DCI compared to how many people are subscribed to EMC productions. Mm -hmm. It makes me think that you end up mathematically you got to have listeners that are fans of you and at least weren't into drumline prior or don't care about drumline at all mm -hmm. um can you notice that ever in your comment section or interactions with fans do you ever see how you're eclipsing the art yeah no i i do notice that um and the, the interesting thing with youtube is like there's so many like statistics with it i think mm -hmm. like it's only like about 60% of my viewers like in total are from the United States. Like there's like a good wow. amount of like viewers outside the U S um, and like, it's, it's kind of weird to think about like the marching percussion is like really not a thing in a lot of countries. And like so, yeah. some of them it's, it's starting to develop, but like most of them, like 
here you just have like marching band in high school. It's like you got a football team, you got a marching band, but everywhere else it's, that's not, that's not the culture. Right. So yeah, I have like, definitely have some fans. Um, maybe some are just drum set players that, that discovered me because, you know, talking about drums, they, they come across the stuff. Hmm. Um, maybe just it's like some just general musicians who like watching drums and there's just some non-musicians that just like watching drums also. It's a quite a, a wide variety it's interesting. It, so then I guess, does your content ideas expand as your audience expand? Whereas you initially come into this from a, a very drumline heavy place, but I see now you do more drum set videos on the channel too. As your audience starts to grow beyond this more niche activity, do you see yourself changing the types of videos you record or at least widening the breadth of types of things you do on the channel? Uh, a little bit um the thing is like with youtube you gotta remember like the people who clicked and subscribed and are watching me is because <laughs> i'm like an expert on that one yeah, thing right. like, they say yeah. like mm -hmm. create content towards a, a niche audience so mm. I, I can't like lose sight of that but yeah i do branch out every now and then i am doing some drum set videos here and there um but I guess when I'm thinking about the content, I do have in mind that some of these people are not like marching percussionists or, or musicians at all. So if I'm explaining like how to do something, I, I try to like think of like, okay, is, is a random person going to like have any idea what I'm talking about? Any like, connection, right. yeah. Yeah. I have to say, because I, I can hear our listeners screaming about this already. I need to backtrack and ask you about your world records because you threw those in there so what are your guinness world records in yeah so let me shift this you can see them on the wall i got mm -hmm. i think i said i had four that was a lie there's there's three um so i could do a little demonstration uh, here only three guinness world records dude oh, i'm not impressed anymore have four yeah uh, i am gonna i'm gonna be doing more soonish hopefully um cool. so the one record I have, hopefully the, the sound doesn't cut out when I do this, but uh, it's for the fastest stick clicks in one minute. So that's basically me doing this. For a whole minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yep, so I got 722 is, is the record. If oh, out there oh. trying to pass that one. Um, the other one is uh, most stick flips in 30 seconds. So that's just me doing this 30 seconds straight. And it has to be like a full rotation of the stick? Yeah. So the stick has to go all the way around. About that. You gotta, yeah, you got to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was like some of the uh, – so the stick click record was actually one that I proposed to like Guinness World Records. I was like, oh, hey, wow. I can do this weird thing fast. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and then the stick click one – who are trying to like beat your records now? Do you know anything about that? Yeah. So somebody actually passed the stick uh, flip record, which is why I'm going to attempt it again to beat it. Oh. But, yeah. The thing was some, some of these records are just like whoever had them before me, it was like so simple. Like I think the, the person that had the stick flip record had like 40 flips in 30 seconds and I got like 57 without really even practicing. <laughs> It was just like, I want to know. <laughs> it's well, kind of weird. And then, then somebody passed me. I think the record is now 60. So I got to actually work on it yeah, <laughs> to, dude, to get my flip chops up. I hope I get to see like a training montage of you. 
Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be running amazing. Up, <laughs> running up the steps of the art museum, flipping sticks. Lifting a dumbbell was one. Run up the steps at Lucas Oil. Go to Lucas Oil Stadium. Run up the steps. Oh, yeah. bleachers. Yes. I just. Yep. Yep. I like it. I like it. It's good idea. Good ideas. Um, oh yeah. Then the third record. I'm going to need to go to the pad back here. So this is the. It's the most back sticks in one minute. So it's basically like a triplet with a back stick, like doop chop chop boop chop chop. So when you do it real fast, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I have cool. no idea about that. <laughs> that looked like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sort of weird that that one is even like like counted for a record. It's like a very specific drumming technique. <laughs> but Somebody probably proposed it, just like you proposed the six, six clicks yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what I was just just trying to think. I was like, what a bass drumming world record could I convince them is valid enough that they should do? <laughs> like like the uh I think the, the world's longest hand to hand is possible if they're willing to just let me stand there and stay in yeah. a hand to hand for like more than an hour. Or I think it would you would want to go like fastest in a minute route, but it would be like single split or something like that. Yeah, if you get two of those like world's fastest drummer pad counter thingies. Yeah, and yeah, the thing like Guinness is like they usually like turn down. Like I, I submitted so many like personalized records to them, and the stick click one was the only one that they like accepted. Yeah, I was kind of sad they they didn't do the uh, the world's heaviest marching instrument, which is my, my mega tenor drums. <laughs> weighing Those things are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like that should be a really legit one though. Like like because if you're marching around with really super heavy drums, that's impressive. Yeah, when I sent in the record proposal, I like went out to like a football field and did, like marched a cadence all the way across it. To demonstrate that they're marching. Yeah, <laughs> those things are this so. This is hard. marchable. Yes. Well, this I feel is... like that would be something that they could easily like set up parameters for and test. And huh, I wonder. That's kind of interesting. I wonder what their what their requirements are for setting up i feel like it's almost like eric was saying about his audience and not wanting to go too in depth about certain things i think like they don't want your uh, record to be inaccessible to the regular person like not inaccessible but just like it should be something that a regular person could open up to a page in the guinness world record book and be like oh that's cool i get that like most stick clicks in a minute that's easy to grasp I still think yeah, like heavy marching equipment is pretty easy to grasp too. I was gonna like, say I think heaviest yeah. is is a big one. Yeah, I had high hopes for that one and it got got turned down. I th- I feel like it's just like one person like reviewing it and they might be having a bad day. Like oh, this is- <laughs> it's definitely possible. Yeah, maybe I'll submit it again. You that, was like, that was like four it. years ago. You yeah. gotta leverage your social media presence now. Yeah. Stick all your followers on Guinness and tell them there to accept you. Come on, sign up petition. Change.org. Yeah. The power of the people. I tell you what. I would vote. I would put my John Hancock on that one for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, you're, you're, 
rise to create an actual YouTube channel within our niche little community is uh, it's really impressive that you're able to carve out a lane for yourself like that. Um, well, is there anything about like your your lifestyle now doing this for a living that you think might uh, surprise people to hear about uh, maybe in terms of what it's like recording all this content, what it's like being a known figure when you show up to lots. Um, (laughs) Is there anything that's like surprising and unique now about your life due to this uh, rise? Yeah, I mean, I guess anyone who's been to one of those band shows that I was at probably won't be surprised by this. But yeah, it's it is wild going to like any like marching band, drum corps, even at PASIC this year. Like literally, oh, yeah. I'm a celebrity. Done, <laughs> yeah, I am a celebrity at these places. Like I can't walk 10 feet without someone like stopping me and asking for a picture, which is cool. It's, uh-huh. it's nice that, that people like me and like want to take pictures and sign me to sign autographs and stuff. Um and uh it doesn't really happen outside of band events too much like every now and then like i'll see a fan like i was in the gym a f- like a few months ago like a random person like i, got, I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny aren't those the best though like if you're not expecting to be recognized and someone's just like aren't you that did you do the and you're like yeah yeah that's yeah. me <laughs> No, that is good. It's it, it's it's nice in that situation too, because I'm not like overwhelmed by like tons of people, and I can actually like have a conversation with like, right. that one yeah. man. Yeah, and it's actually probably really good because you hear like a list celebrities all the time be like, "It's suffering from success. It's not good, man. I can't even go to the grocery store without getting stopped right. by people." But with you, yeah. it's like a good midline because if you want to go out to a drumline show or you go to Pasic. You actually are kind of having that experience, but you can go about your day most of the time in most places, the under the radar. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of interesting to think about. I'm kind of like taking baby steps to like being like an actual like celebrity or public figure or whatever. Like I get like mm-hmm. a taste of stardom at these certain events, but normally yeah. I just go to Walmart and be relaxed and no one will know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know right. like Mr. Beast in a podcast he did recently, he was like he was talking about how no matter where he goes – he will get stopped by people yeah. like, cause, like he has hundred, 200 million <laughs> subscribers on his, his stuff, but I'm not even close to that level yet. We got, we got ways to go. <laughs> I think you could get there. Not me. I don't think you could get there. It's, I don't think you could get to Mr. Beast. Is, but. <laughs> is there, but is there a marching related channel that is anywhere close to you that, that is higher than you. I don't think there's anyone even close to you. Is there that that's like, spe- like about marching band, anything? Not really. Um, there is Atlanta drum Academy, I think has more subscribers than I do. That's mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that channel. It's like, a it's, a, it's actually very cool. It's a guy that teaches like, like kids of all ages, but a lot of younger kids like out in Atlanta, just like, basic like drumline stuff and some more complicated they are actually they're actually on america's got talent recently oh, and they, wow. they, they did well unlike me oh that was the thing <laughs> I in the 30 seconds <laughs> right. oh, yeah. you and america's got talent too i was on it and i I'm, they don't tell you what place you got but i'm pretty sure if they did they would have said that i was in dead last <laughs> they hated me <laughs> oh no yeah you 
you, to be fair, you did come out there a little goofy. It was very on brand. But didn't you do yeah. the the chickens with the quads or something? Yeah. So when I auditioned to be in America's Got Talent, um, I like went super hard with it. I actually did it for a video. I was like, all right, I'm going to send 10 different audition videos into America's Got Talent. They're all going to be different and we'll see if they like one of them. And so some of them were just like super like – you know, pretty normal me playing tenor solo, doing some crazy stuff all the way down to like Steven Sassafras playing a flub solo. (laughs) Um, And the one they liked that I submitted was I was dressed up in a chicken costume, uh, squeaking these rubber chickens, drumming on the chickens and auto-tuning them to like play a melody. (laughs) I love that so much. They set you up, dude. I knew knew it. I just wanted to get on the show for the content. You did um, succeed at that. It was yeah, good yeah, content. I like, made like five videos off of the whole experience. Like, yeah, um, no such thing as bad press in that regard. But yeah, they yeah they played you a little bit. Yeah, no, I was like, I was expecting it. I'm like, all right, they picked like one of the stupidest things I sent. Like, <laughs> this is probably not going to go well, but I'll do my best no matter what. Right. And, uh, they actually they tried to get me back on to do the same exact act like two or three years in a row. Uh, they didn't ask me this past year, but um, yeah, I, I turned it down. I was like, if you, if I go back on there, like I want to do something better. Like I need, yeah. I need to arc to the story, not just yeah. I'm gonna keep doing the same dumb thing <laughs> over and over. <laughs> I've thought about this for three years, and this yeah. is what I think is the best thing I can do right now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe someday they'll let me do something that's actually good. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Well, I think that's probably about where we should wrap it for this day. Um, this rehearsal has been a good one, man. We've been real uh, excited to have you on here. So thanks for stopping by and chatting with us. You got yeah, yeah, no happy? problem. It's awesome to meet you. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, guys, get back out on the field. Let's go. Let's go run some reps. Get some practicing. Hey everyone, I'm Lexi Duda and I'm the host of On a Water Break in Rhinestones. I've grown up a competitive baton twirler, winning numerous world titles, and now I'm a coach. I want to bring to you stories from twirlers from all over. So grab a water break, listen in, because you won't want to miss some of these incredible experiences these twirlers have had. All of this coming up and more on On a Water Break in Rhinestones. That transition sounds. What are you guys thoughts? I think that it's really cool. Now there's like some structure. We got like a little bit of momentum to the show. Sends you to the next se- uh, section. We're, I, I think it's pretty cool, man. Thank you for uh, helping us out with this stuff. Thank I you. love it. Uh, yeah, it makes us. I don't know. I feel more official. Like yeah. we've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We outside. We outside. (laughs) (laughs) We're touching grass. (laughs) Josh, what was your inspiration for these different transitions and what, what kind of, you know, experiences or thoughts did you draw in to like come up with? 
these arrangements, I guess? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, to answer it honestly, there really wasn't any inspiration. I just came up with it. That that was pretty much it. Um, I get behind my keyboard in Sibelius and I just make something happen. Um, so basically, you're just talented. That's yeah. it. I was going to say magical, but yes. Right. Also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That, that means a lot. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't <laughs> much inspiration. Um, I really like the original, the one that you guys had for, you know, before this. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that version. Um, so I, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't any sort of like uh, things to listen to when writing this because I, I did listen to that. Um, and I wanted to kind of keep it into the the same genre of how it was with like the drum line and the wind music. Um, but as far as the melody and everything, yeah, that that just that's off the dome. <laughs> I love that. Super, super original just for us. That's fantastic. Um, the next time we need, can we add in like flag sounds, like the whooshing of the flag? Like, can that go in? Absolutely. Yes, I love a good flag whoosh. There we go. Well, frog good idea. Jeremy should recommend these ideas whenever he brings these to me. Like, that's that's a great idea. Jeremy? Jeremy's editing this episode, right? Jeremy, you don't want to make sure you yeah. take notes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm so let's talk clear. about Eric Carr because that interview was so good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe we get to open our second season with with him. He's such a huge YouTube account. He has yeah. three Guinness World Records in percussion. Three Guinness World Records, fourteen I think I and E medals, uh, three hundred some thousand subscribers. Yeah, it was crazy. We were talking to him like something that I think is wild is how he has eclipsed the uh, activity. Basically, like I think there's more people that subscribe to Eric Carr on uh, YouTube than there are that watch. That watch drum corps and WGI combined. <laughs> Seriously, though. Yeah, like Eric Carr has more uh, viewership than the Blue Devils and the Blue Coats combined. All of them combined. He has videos with 15 million views. I don't think there is a band video with 15 million views. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's it's crazy. He's on another level. Uh, thank you, Eric, for hopping on the show. Um, that's a, uh, like you were saying, real cool way to kick things off this uh, season. Yeah, and he was just so nice. And that's the thing I think you realize the more and more people you talk to in this activity and in this, in the in not just marching band, but in social media too. It's like most of them are just so nice and so down to earth. They're just normal people who yeah, they figure out how to like get their talent out there for everyone to see. And then, yeah, they're just, they're so nice to talk to and, and so much fun. He's got such a fun personality and I loved how he was like talking about all his different ideas. I, yeah, I can't wait for everybody to hear this interview. If they're to this point of the show, obviously they've heard it already, but <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this out of order. So someone's listening. They're like, no, nah, I actually hated that guy. <laughs> like, Oh, Jackie has terrible taste in interviews. Gosh. <laughs> 
Oh man. So okay, going back to Josh, uh we're gonna do our news segment next. And we kind of talked to Josh ahead of time, but you wanted to have a discussion with us before you came up with the new sound for our news segment. So what are some of the things you would like to draw from us for the news segment? Well, there's nobody that would know more about this news segment than the people that actually put the segment on. So I would like to know from from you, like from all of you, what what are some core foundation pieces that you think would make a transitional segment, a musical segment work for a news podcast, like a news podcast segment? I want it to sound like I'm on the beat, like uh like it's a news report in like the sixties and it's like the Morse code. Yeah, yeah. Going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if we had <laughs> what if that was like done on a cowbell though? I'm always in favor. <laughs> <laughs> I want um, like a uh, ABC Action News like intro song, <laughs> like uh. Dun, 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 dun. That's yeah. a great idea. There you yeah. go. <laughs> like yeah, that. that's the inspiration that I'm trying to pull to. If it was a whole like thirty seconds or minute long, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> and then can we just sit here like this? I'm going to just shuffle papers the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They do a weekend update on Um, And then if we, like, you know, when you're talking, because, like, this is sitting around on a water break, um, you know, just be like, hey, did you hear? If someone could say that. Hey, did you hear? We definitely need some voiceovers for this this transition. Yeah. (laughs) Like uh, over-dramatized, this just in. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That one. We're cooking. You from the Daily Bugle? You sure are. <laughs> the Daily Bugle. <laughs> you little Daily Bugle reporter. That's what I got from that. <laughs> oh, How's that? Is that good? <laughs> that was beautiful. Is that is that enough uh, input there, Josh? To come up with that something is amazing. Everything that I need to make this magic happen. Yeah. <laughs> make the magic. Just go ahead. <laughs> Do it now. Um, Beautiful. Settled. <laughs> okay. Well, so now we've discussed this, and like, like I said, we're we're doing this out of order. But uh, here is the new sound that Josh created. <laughs> We don't get to hear it while we're recording, but I am sure that it is all that we could possibly want it to be. So, Josh, thank you in advance. You're welcome. If you hate it, you're also welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's go ahead and get into the news. Um, I'll start us off. There There was a random shooting. Uh, which it makes it sound like it's a terrible story to start off that way, but that's not what this is necessarily about. Uh, 
in, that occurred in Cincinnati, there were um, some people shot in a small crowd. It, they still haven't found the perpetrator of what happened, of who did this. Uh, if you had anything, if you'd heard anything about this, but one of the people who was injured and survived is a uh, Raina Daly. And her school marching band came to her house and played in her in her lawn, like just played for her to like, you know, help her feel better. They brought a Thanksgiving basket for her family to like, Mm. uh, she's only 16 years old. Um, This whole incident happened on November 3rd. Mm. And so it was like almost Thanksgiving time. And it's just, I, I can't even imagine that sort of thing. Like, that would change your life forever. And just the fact that her, her like marching band, her school band, you know, we always talk about band as family, but like her band was there for mm-hmm. her to help her through her recovery. And so that's just beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I, first of all, you can't beat the sound of like, I don't know if you've ever had this before from where you are. If you're ever like sitting at home, sitting on your porch and you hear like drum corps, Mm-hmm. while you're at home live like exactly you're like a met what and i mean like there's something in you that just like wakes up and so i don't I, I mean i can understand how special that would be to her you know being wounded and not being able to do one of her favorite things as a teenager and then yeah. having your whole band family come and play for you on your front lawn yeah and that's awesome and i remember being that age too like yeah my band was like my full social group and life at the time there wasn't anything else going on except marching band and Mm -hmm. i went to class with all my friends from marching band so like it really is uh that's your life at that time it's so nice of them to all come out there and like be supportive of their classmates right Kudos to that band director for putting that together too. And band director Eric McDaniel had a beautiful quote about this. He said that music is love, music is the universal language. The song that they played for her was You're All I Need, the first song they played for her. Uh and he says, We know that we love her and we want everyone to know that, yeah, you are all I need. So it was just Aww. so sweet. <sighs> Oh, that's so good. Nicole, would you like to take the next story? Yes. I mean, all this heart woman stuff is coming right from where I am. And I'm in Cincinnati. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is the Waikiki Holiday Parade. So there were two uh, marching bands here um, from Butler County Schools. Um, that's a suburb that's right outside of Uh, Cincinnati. And they went to Honolulu to march in a parade. Um, So that was earlier this week. And it was a holiday parade. Basically, it was 200 musicians and color guard from Westchester and Liberty Township, basically Lakota West and Lakota East. Um, Then they marched together in a parade um, as one of the four bands that were uh, mainland to um, participate. So basically the Saturday after Thanksgiving, um, it was, uh, they played at the Pearl Harbor ceremony mm-hmm. and it honors survivors and veterans. And so the, uh, the ceremony is done each year in memory of the attacks that happened on December 7th, 1941. And they traveled there to participate. 
and they honestly did Cincinnati and their respective high schools proud. I think that's awesome that they got to like travel and go and do that. That is a, I would probably say very unique uh, trip to make. Um, I know that a lot of bands will like go to Florida or, you know, Scotland or London. Um, <laughs> and I, I was one of them. Uh, but <laughs> To go to Hawaii, that's awesome. And honestly, too, to shed some light on something, like you made it, they've made it into like a history lesson as well. Yeah. Do you know, are they very small bands? Are they from small schools? Or are they pretty big schools? I, I would say they're kind of medium-sized schools and put together, they're ginormous. Yeah. So it makes them look huge. I just, there's so many things like this that, bands could do that that smaller school bands they just kind of don't do because they're like oh that's for the big bands and it's like well but if you are friends with other band directors which a lot of times they are Mm -hmm. it's or just in the same school district no no you know put them together and it's just like hey where i'm from the school districts only have one school (laughs) so (laughs) that would not work we'd have to yeah (laughs) There are a lot of high schools in Very Cincinnati. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, there are. Uh, Stephen, you want to jump on that next story? Yeah, so uh, I've got a petition here. This relates to the uh, University of Montana. Uh, their marching band actually has been having a lot of difficulty from the athletic director who is looking to uh, discontinue a lot of the marching band's involvement at the football games. What? Um, Yeah, they are essentially, uh, they weren't allowed to come to one of their biggest rivalry games of the year, which it it seems that they were, uh, that decision was made in the interest of having more tickets available to be sold. They didn't want to give up the space in the arena. That's Uh, part of the culture. At least purported, purported on this, on this petition. Um, but they also were asked not to play while the team was on defense. Also asked not to play the fight song following touchdowns. Rude. Um, oh, and the, this is all being done. Uh, the public's understanding is that the uh, athletic director and their team think that canned music would pump up the crowd more. No. Um, can you explain what canned music is to those of us who don't know? Just any regular radio song, any regular music going over the speakers instead of the collegiate marching band. Like. So here's my question about all of that. Um, and, and I'm playing devil's advocate, maybe. Um, but if you're playing like, you know, hits or, you know, like top 100, top 50, top 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, aren't there copyright laws? Yeah, I don't really know how they do that, how they get away there, with it. But I know that you can do both. Yeah. Mm. Like Penn State would have the band playing plenty often, and they mm-hmm. also would blast popular music in the stadium too. Zombination? Like, what? <laughs> Are we gonna have to pay copyright because I say a song like that? <laughs> yeah. well, and then the other part of this is band the band being there and the band playing is part of the culture. Of everything. And I've never met a football player who doesn't get any hype. Like, honestly, the band is the hype man for the football team. And it's such a big person. 
it's such a big part of like the tradition of of like college football too. It's like, yeah, sure, people are there to watch the football. They don't like care about the band in that sense. But it, this is supposed to be the atmosphere. This is what is like. There's like a sense of Americana to like being yeah. at the college football stadium and hearing the college football sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. it uh, well, I kind of feel bad for the band because of course we're you're talking about it we're reading about it they're actually living it so imagine going to that school and knowing that the athletic director doesn't want you there yeah right like that's hard and it's like what am i in marching band for then if not to be at the college football game like like you don't even have to be in there because you love football. That's not what it has to mean, but like that's what the venue is for you to perform at in most college. Oh yeah. Games. If we didn't perform mm-hmm. at football games when I was in college, like that was pretty much what we did. I think we did one BOA exhibition per year and then Yeah. That was it. And like, and like they were getting people to come and do like mini bands and pet bands and stuff for different sports. And they were like, Mm -hmm. like paying people to come be in these bands, you know? So like, like it's a big deal to have a band there. Like it's very important. And like, I think for, I think really it just makes the athletic director look bad so that he asked that because, because clearly most people want the band there. Otherwise the bands wouldn't, be there for however many hundred years or so that we've had bands at football games. I mean, I actually don't even know who they are. Could, it could be whomever, but they're giving me the energy of like the uh, guy at the beginning of a Hallmark movie who uh, is like too into his work and he doesn't care about Christmas. That's like what I think that this guy is in life. like that. I love the analogy, but also I love the fact, Stephen, you've seen a Hallmark Christmas movie. He oh. watches all the Hallmark movies. What are you talking about? They're always on. They don't stop around here. Well, where uh, can these peti- where can the petition be found, and are people still signing it? Like, what's what's going on with that? Yeah, so uh, 292 people signed it today. It certainly seems like it's slowed down a little bit since it was released about a week ago. Mm-hmm. But you could go to change.org. There is a uh, petition called Stand with University of Montana's Grizzly and MSU Marching Bands. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, there's about 7,500 signatures out of their goal of reaching 10,000. So. I will sign this petition now as Absolutely. we speak. Uh, you all should too. <laughs> yeah, I know you. You were speaking about this, Stefan, but as upsetting as this situation with the Grizzly Band is, unfortunately, this is also a trend that I've started to see elsewhere too. Like, fortunately, I don't think it's gotten to the point where it's gotten this bad. But like, even in my own experience, like in band, I noticed that they were slowly starting to chip away at the band's playing time in favor of canned music. And when asked why, there was like, oh, it's for money. And it's like, of course, it's about money. I will say having canned music is a nice option when you're so like, you know, I talk about all the time. I'm from a really small school. We have a really small band. They have, you know, their, their stand tunes are not always like, they don't always have tons and tons of stand tunes every year. Um, Mm -hmm. But 
so it, it's nice to have that canned music for those sort of situations where it's like, okay, the band can't be playing all the time. They only have, you know, 50 members or whatever, and they can't, um, you know, they need a break. And so throw the canned music up there. That's fine. But mm-hmm. really the culture, I mean, we've said it all. The culture is set being at the football game, listening to the band, um, you know, the band partaking in the game as like having certain things that they play when certain things happen on the field. It's important. And what football player doesn't get hyped when he hears his own school's fight song versus the other team's school fight song? Like live, live, not recorded. Yeah. Yeah. There's like what? 300 people up there in the stands playing that song for you because you scored that touchdown. Yeah, like, that might be the most whack part of all of it. You don't yeah. want them to play your school song after the touchdown. You're probably still going to play it. So you're going to play a pre-recorded version on the speaker and have the band stand there. <gasps> so weird. I, I, I actually, when I heard this story initially, I didn't actually hear that they didn't go to one of the games. That yeah, that part blew my mind. It says that in the petition up here. Um Josh, do you want to bring your story up? Sure. Um, Yeah, so the HBCU National Bands of the Year have released their final four bands um, for 2023. Um, In Division One, you've got uh, my home state, North Carolina, uh, A&T's Blue and Gold Marching Machine, and then Jackson Mm -hmm. State's Sonic Boom of, of the South. Um, and then I have got- to interrupt you just for a second. My friend Gary Bryant is with the North Carolina Blue and Gold. So Gary, he writes their drill. Okay, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I know. Little plug. Little shameless little plug. plug. So you do have famous friends. <laughs> and then in uh, Division Two, we've got Florida's Memorial, The Roar, and Virginia State's Trojan Explosion. Um, and it looks like the competition is going to take place at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, which is in Atlanta, Georgia, on Friday, December the 15th. Hot Atlanta. <laughs> hot Atlanta. <laughs> that that's, is hot. That's, it is hot there, hot Atlanta. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Dude, that's money. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. That's money. DC Who plays there? Like one show there. That's where the Falcons play. Yep. Okay. There we are. There, there it is. Drum Corps has uh, went back there since nope. the Georgia Dome. No, they did one show there, and they were probably like, "This, sh- I, we don't got money for that." <laughs> <laughs> um, is this going to be like recorded, televised, or anything like that? There's got to be videos that come of it. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Let's see if we can find a quick. <laughs> and they usually are. I will tell you while you're trying to find that, like um, during February of last year, during Black History Month, um, there was an episode that I put together of like different um, at different HBCUs, um, like a dance team, a drummer, a, a, a drum major, and then um, a horn line member. And we, yeah, and a band director. And a drill writer. <laughs> and we got them all together. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I, I was able to find them. And this was like my crash course into 
show style band and how they do a battle and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, it sounds so intense and also so raw and the way that they talk about it, like there's a swagger to it. There's, you know, everything they have so many stance tunes like that you the drum major just has to say like just beeps on his whistle once or twice or does some kind of spin with his baton and they know what to play and it's a whole thing a whole thing and i'm just like i need to be there like i i i need to see it happen but that's awesome that like they've gotten down to that i'm from virginia so of course like yay virginia state um please win (laughs) (laughs) um i i have to say i am rooting for the trojan explosion because i did those stories Mm -hmm. on them earlier this year and like i I got that was kind of my introduction into the show Uh band world and like all the behind the scenes stuff like you're talking about so I like how we're all like taking up some um some like like yes North Carolina yes Virginia mm-hmm. yes Virginia like, we we are all here we are all cheering for somebody <laughs> all right Emily I'm very excited about your story so I'm anxious to you to get well to talk about speaking this. of competitions did <laughs> you know that there is currently a Metallica marching band contest going on right now. <laughs> Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Heavy metal and marching band. So, I so the, it's already past the time to actually submit any submissions right now. But you can watch all of the different band submissions on the website. Uh, yeah, it's just at literally www.metallicamarchingband.com. A bunch of high schools submitted shows and a bunch of colleges submitted shows, including Trevor's University, Western Carolina University, and mine, University of Washington. (laughs) So if you like heavy metal and if you like marching band, you should definitely go watch it. Even if you're not into marching band or heavy metal, you should still go watch it because that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that you guys did it did you have to do a whole show or just one song so i think as per rules it had to be some sort of marching routine like i don't think a standstill performance was allowed so a lot of the submissions are like full-on marching band shows that incorporate metallica tunes nice nice i love it i do i do like metallica i I mean enter sandman no master of puppets Yes. Oh my God. That I love is a great. Well, and that album is a great album. And I just aged myself, but that's okay. <laughs> some I, of the actually, arrangements. I don't think so. Because some of that stuff, like, like I was introduced to it in marching band, like, and, you know, they, they, they kind of were mm-hmm. like, oh, it's old music, quote unquote. But it's, it's really like, like even kids today that are playing it and they're learning about Metallica and it's like, yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the arrangements of those songs for marching band are very metal, pun 100% intended. Like, some of those arrangements are really good. It's like, whoa, it's not so much cooler in, like, a band context. (laughs) Oh, awesome. When do we find out who the winners are? That's a very good question. Uh, I think... Let's see. Voting closes on twelve thirty-one, so I'm assuming sometime in the new year. Hopefully, not too long after that. Okay, so we go. You can go to that website that you said to mm-hmm. vote for whatever band. Yeah. Oh, awesome! 
Well, that'll give you a whole thing. You can watch whatever band and which band you like the most, uh, you can vote for. However, vote for the two purple bands. Yes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Woo, Team Purple. Trevor, if you're listening, go band, go purple bands. Yes. <laughs> That's Western Carolina University, which is where Trevor's at. And your band is the University of Washington, University of Washington, and both in purple. So fabulous. Yes. Vote for them. Stephen, <laughs> put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> say it. Say it. You know you want to say it. In the description below. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, a YouTuber in his... Uh, all right well we will have one more sound coming for you very soon it's our outro so thank you once again josh for helping us create all of these amazing new sounds and just creating the culture of our podcast with the music that is played emily again thank you so much for giving us all of makeover i I love you i thank you I just need to say, like, it, Jeremy wrote in my script for me, I love my new hair. Like, he already knew I was going to love it. <laughs> I did not write that I in mean, there. Jeremy did... wrote that. <laughs> I mean, he did see them before all the so he got the spoiler alert ahead to kind of like, he always gets to see everything ahead of time. Love it. I love my new love hair. It. Yep. <laughs> everybody else thank you so much for a great rehearsal this week thank you to our hosts steven and nicole uh josh where can we find you on social media yeah so the the two best places to find me or find my music the first one is my youtube channel and that's just joshua lida uh l-e-y-d-a is how you would spell that and then my uh my website so lidamusic.com uh and that's where you can find my portfolio and, and what I do. Awesome. Thank you for coming on, Josh. Thank you. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Thank you for coming on, Emily, as well. That is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm subscribed oh, to you yeah. now. I'm going to make and sure I'm, I'm doing Get it. my metrics up. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily, what about you? Where, where can we find you at? Ah, yes. Since the last time we spoke, I do indeed now have an Instagram account. It's called <laughs> TCH period makes period art so basically tch makes art fun story tch is actually an acronym for a nickname i got in college don't worry it's appropriate okay <laughs> if anyone wants to see what her account looks yep. like there's her instagram I'm so if you like following. band and you like cute things you should totally follow my account if not <laughs> i hope i can convert you to cute things and marching band art <laughs> Uh, before we run off, I, Nicole, we were just talking about something mm. amazing that you, hey. I'm doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, my new thing. Um, not only is like the Academy Color Guard where I'm teaching this summer going to be awesome, but we're also still holding auditions. So if you are wanting to audition and you need to find a home for the summer, make sure you email uh, arizonaacademy.org um, actually you can just go to the website and you can sign up to audition that way for the color guard so again that's arizonaacademy.org all right get on there i want to see everybody who listens to this podcast who is of marching age at least trying 
to get out there and do some of this awesome DCI stuff. So do that. Yes. And then y'all go subscribe, write us a review, share this podcast and this episode with a friend. Make sure you follow us all on our social media at on a water break. And we'll see you at the next rehearsal on a water break. Go practice. On a Water Break podcast was produced by Jeremy Williams and Christine Reed. The intro and outro music was produced by Josh Lida. To learn more, visit lidamusic.com. And until next time, thanks for tuning in.